0: Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools
1: to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Welcome to another episode of eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. I'm Penny Reed and I am excited to be with you for another episode live from the Henman Dental Meeting. How awesome it is to be back with people. And especially with amazing people like my guest right now, Steve Anderson. Steve, it's awesome to be with you today. And
2: good to be with you in person.
1: In right? person, like I can literally over reach over the table and touch him. And just Great. the thought of that probably scares him to death. So <laughs> um, if so you good. don't know Steve, you should. Uh, he is the founder of Total Patient Service Institute, Crown Council and Smiles for Life Foundation, and we'll have more about that in the show notes. I'm honored to be with him today. Uh, he's he's lecturing here at the Henman, and and we were talking a little bit beforehand. I'm like, what what are you passionate about? What do you want to share with our audience today? And, and he said, you know, I'm not a dentist, and I said, that's okay, neither am I. Um, <laughs> and he said, but I'm passionate about clinical dentistry, so why don't we start there, and then I'll, I'll follow your lead. So uh, take it away.
2: Why going on in dentistry, Penny, as, as you know, and one of the things that we deal with on a regular basis because of all the practices we work with across country is I will get phone calls almost weekly from practices saying, you know, we're considering going out of network, insurance is going to be more of a struggle, and they keep reducing the reimbursement rates, and you know the whole deal. And, and so we go through a whole discussion about positioning your practice now and in the future. And one of the things I walk through is a list of procedures that they know how to do and what's really driving uh, patient care and what people are willing to pay for um, versus what they're just, they want to rely on, on their insurance for. So uh, just to, I'll run through a quick list of, of the things I'm passionate about that I think is, is changing the face of dentistry. Um, you've already talked about one of those today, uh, which is airway. Uh, so I've known Michael Gelb for a long time and, uh, I, I could do several episodes on airway. Uh, Michael treats airway. I've been the patient.
0: Oh, wow.
2: And, uh, so it's, it's been a remarkable journey. I had double jaw surgery. I had an airway that was about as, as big as a, a coffee straw. Wow. I mean, it was, it was, uh, in dentistry, thanks to dentistry, identified the problem and it was a life changing deal. And in terms of the future, there's still a lot going on to try and figure out how to treat it right. appropriately, and that science is changing all the time, but it's epidemic. Uh, everywhere you look now, mm-hmm. there it's, it is epidemic. One of my favorite reads uh, on the clinical side is all of the work that Weston Price did back a hundred years ago. Wow. He was a dentist that traveled all over the world and did oral and physical exams on people all over the world, different cultures. And he identified the airway problem 100 years ago. Uh, and basically, in, in his own words, basically warned us it was coming because of what we've done to our diet and then the evolutionary process and the whole deal. So we've, we've done it to ourselves. Wow, that's now fascinating. Now we, we've got to figure out how to get ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. So um, huge, huge. Nobody in medicine looks at it. Uh, dentistry is in a, a perfectly positioned place to deal with this. So that's one. Uh, second clinical area is I am just amazed at the the rapid expansion of the research that's coming out weekly on periodontal disease and its interrelated nature to all the bad stuff mm-hmm. that's going on in health. Uh, so one of my one of the most interesting just in the last uh, few months, the gain study. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been a multi-year study that has now definitively found that periodontal disease, and in particular PG, or Phamonis gingivalis, is a cause of Alzheimer's disease.
0: Wow. So
2: now, in fact, we've talked about this this week here uh, at Hinman, which is it's not just a cleaning anymore. Absolutely. (laughs) That used to be the old refrain that patients would would use, oh,
0: it's just a cleaning. It's just right? a
1: cleaning, <laughs> especially when they called and said five minutes before their appointment that they needed to change it, right?
2: right? Oh, it's just for a cleaning. And so with what we know now about, you know, the evolving nature of what we know now about the severity of the, you know, we pinpointed the bacteria, we know what the bad guys are, and we know how to treat it. It's changing the conversation in the hygiene room if you're plugged into the latest science mm-hmm. and you know what's going on. So that, in terms of, Making a huge difference in patients' lives is is huge. And then all of the advances in implant dentistry have been, you know, we, we in the United States have finally gotten with the program. Uh, we were late adopters to all of this compared to what they're doing in Sweden and mm-hmm. Europe. And we've finally gotten with the program. There are, there are so many missing teeth in this country. <laughs> um, there, it's everywhere. And with the aging population, it's going to be, a, you know, a huge opportunity. So those are just three of the, you know, the clinical things that, you know, I, I talk to dentists about a lot is mm-hmm. to what degree are you plugged into those trends because they're going change, to change dentistry. The most important part is, in fact, we talked about this uh, today with the new dentists, is the most important two feet in the dental practice. The most important two feet. You want to take a guess, Penny? What the most important two? You take all of the square footage in the office. The most important two feet.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, if we were on a game show, there might be points for things. There's not. And if I get it wrong, I'll probably have like minus 400 points. But that's okay. That's okay. Because we're having a great meeting. The two feet between you and the patient.
2: You got it. 100% woo Winner, winner. Sport. I got 500
1: ding, ding, points. Ding, 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 ding. They didn't count it. for anything, but it sure was fun.
2: Yeah. And what we find is many times it can be the most neglected two feet in the dental practice. So uh, we believe uh, that there is as much to learn about the, the patient process and communication as there is at clinical dentistry, and it's really the gateway mm-hmm. uh, that uh, short of the patient saying yes, the clinical skills don't come into play. Right. And clinical skills are, are critically important, and the people skills are what know
0: what bring you there.
2: And so we've spent the last two days uh talking about that that amazing two feet and what you can do in that two feet to make the biggest difference. So I'll give you one one quick example. Dentistry is, is one of the most highly trained professions that there is. You have mm-hmm. to be to be able to do what you do in dentistry. And just as a footnote, uh if you're listening, you picked an amazing profession. <laughs> And uh, I don't say that just because I, I work in dentistry. I am not a dentist. Uh, we work across a lot of different industries. But when you think about it, everybody is a prospect. Mm-hmm. Everybody you meet is a prospect for dentistry, even people without teeth. And they,
1: they definitely, definitely know people with teeth.
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so they're every- also
1: one, one degree of separation away from people potentially with teeth.
2: Exactly. So everybody's a prospect. And when you look at now the numbers, just in reality, Dentistry is now the frontline healthcare profession. Number one, more of America goes to the dental office more often than any other healthcare practitioner across the board. Now, if they have a chronic condition, sure, they're going to go see their specialist or whatever it is for a period of time. But as far as the biggest, broadest amount of Americans, Mm -hmm. you will see more of America than any other healthcare practitioner. So that's a great spot to be in. And all that being said, we also know that the biggest market in dentistry is the market that's not buying. Mm. So you have relatively about 50% or so. So uh, you're the insurance expert. But the last time I looked is that 60% of people who have dental insurance go to the dentist on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. 40% 40% of those who do not have insurance go to the dentist on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? That's about right. Mm-hmm. So average it out, about 50% of America. Mm-hmm. So the biggest market is the market that's not buying. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we always talk about is, is the fact that you're not in dentistry. The dentist is not really competing against the dentist down the street or mm-hmm. next door or mm-hmm. the other one in town so much as the biggest competition is all the other places that compete for consumers' those
1: attention. dollars mm-hmm. right? and their attention.
2: So whether it's Costco or Best Buy, the car dealership, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's whatever is competing for their attention. And if we get ever tap, it's kind of like the it's it's the same thing in politics. The biggest voting block in America is the block that doesn't vote. Right. So if you can ever mobilize all the non-voters, that's why that's where the power is. Absolutely, that's why the political parties are always trying to mobilize the the non-voters. Well, same thing in dentistry. You can mobilize the people. So, I I believe that as an industry, we've got a huge responsibility to get out and be involved in the community and educate America about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Get it, you know, get involved in the community, go out and and do some good. So let me. Here's a. Here's a little piece that might be a little bit offensive on the front end. but Oh, that I, just
1: got me all perked up here. I'm ready for it. There you go. Bring
2: I'm going to attack a sacred cow on this one. So I don't believe in giving back. Okay. I'm going to take a little left turn here. So that's a term that's crept into our vocabulary in our culture mm-hmm. is companies that give back, practices that give back, individuals that give back. And I don't believe in giving back. Because, when you think about it, Penny, if I'm going to give something back, what it is, what does it imply?
1: That I was given something.
2: That you took something.
1: Or that I took something.
2: Right. Now, in our house, I got a few kids in our house. And I don't know about you, when you're growing up, or if you got any kids in your life, but that phrase was never used in a positive way. You better right? give that back. Give that back to your brother. <laughs>
1: You get back over here and you give that back, right?
2: And so it's, it's always carried a negative connotation with it. And so I don't know how it crept into our vocabulary in terms of, of charitable work or whatever we're doing to you know give back. It's kind of like we're absolving our guilt because maybe we took something that didn't belong to us and we're making too much money, so we've got to give some of it back. So I don't believe in giving back. I do believe in doing good. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of ways that a practice can do good. I mean, think about all the things that you do good. uh, You provide jobs. Mm -hmm. You help people in the community. You're improving the community's health. You're educating the community. There's so many things you do to do good. And one of the challenges that I would give everyone in dentistry is to map out a strategy for doing good that includes involvement in the community and educating the community, not just your patients, Mm -hmm. but get out into the community and let them know what's really going on, what's going on with health, with wellness, all the things that we know now, people are starved for that information, we Mm -hmm. have an aging population, and there is more interest in health and wellness than there has ever been, they're starved for it, so That's my challenge is to go out and do some good, not just within the walls of your practice, but Mm -hmm. get out and do some good. You can do charitable things. Absolutely.
1: And so I was going to ask if you would expand upon, uh, you know, so charitable events, other talk a little bit about what you can do in the community as far as physically in the community. And then also uh, socially online, that's community focused. Focused Absolutely. right on social media. So I'd love to hear Perfect. a little more about that.
2: All right. So I'll give you one example. Uh, and, and this, uh, I give 100% of the credit f- for this idea to Dr. Jeff Gray. Jeff's a dentist in San Diego, California. Jeff and I have known each other for many years. And, and if, you, if you know anything about Dr. Gray, he is one of the most publicized dentists in, in the state of California. Not, not because he's been in the police report.
1: <laughs> not that kind but of he's publicity, done, folks. He's
2: done an amazing job of educating the community in the media, on the local news, uh, does all kinds of things to, to stay involved in the community. So he came to me several years ago and he says, you know, I want to do some good, uh, not only in the community. I want to get my patients involved. And uh, I love kids. I want to do more for kids. And so... He said, you know, I came up with this. We want to do this deal in our practice where for a month anybody who comes in and gets their teeth whitened <clears throat> will mm-hmm. donate the mm-hmm. fee to charity. And then he said, you know, and I got thinking about it. He says, what if we got uh, a bunch of dentists to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, if we all got together and we did that. And so we kind of put that plan together and then we started adding ideas to it. But one thing led to another. That was the birth of excuse me, the Smiles for Life Mm -hmm. whitening campaign. Mm -hmm. So the Smiles for Life whitening campaign uh, for three to four months a year, so March through June, uh, we have Crown Council offices that's part of our our large network of practices around the country that all donate whitening service in their community. So anybody can come in, get Mm -hmm. their teeth whitened. Ultradent donates the whitening material.
0: Wow.
2: Huge, huge commitment on their part. Um, we originally, when we first started this years ago, Discus Dental mm-hmm. uh, was the one who got it kicked off, Dr. Mm-hmm. Bill Dorfman. <clears throat> and Robert Heyman made that huge contribution and, and uh, forever changed the face of dentistry, I believe, just through that one gesture. Ultradent now has picked up that uh, banner and has made a huge commitment. So they donate all the materials for free, including the shipping wow. to the participating offices. And then the community involvement is to get out in the community Mm -hmm. for a good cause. Mm -hmm. And part of that cause can be a local charitable cause. And invite people, non-patients, patients patients alike, to come in. They get a personal benefit, which is they're going to look better. So you Mm -hmm. get to beautify the community Mm -hmm. for a good cause.
0: That's awesome.
2: And so there's just one way of... You know, what's something you can do that's involved in the business you're in, but gets community involvement, it benefits a local cause 'cause because you can choose one of your local charities to partner with. And then we also do some national efforts all Mm -hmm. together uh, that will do some good in dentistry, with dental-related causes. um, We just put together an amazing program, the Special Olympics. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, called Adopt an Athlete, where practices, we're lining practices up with special Olympians, and they can adopt one or more special Olympic athletes and do their dentistry, be their cheering section. That's so awesome. And open the doors to individuals with intellectual and developmental Mm -hmm. disabilities, Mm -hmm. all within very much the rhythm of what you do in the practice. Sure. And
1: and it gives the team... More purpose, right? Than coming in and, well, what's our goal? Not that these things are not important. What's on the schedule? What's on the schedule for the rest of it? Like, what are we doing to contribute? Right, right. And and I just as a a little aside, and I won't mention their names because I don't have permission to do it. But I have um, in my previous life, and I still have one or two clients that that I continue to coach. I have a client that does your uh, Smiles for Life campaign, and they make a significant donation every every year to this children's home and their community. And here's what else that I will tell you about them, because I believe just like you do, I think that's one of the, even though we really have never talked to each other at, uh, at length before, I believe that what that does to you, the whole culture of the practice, this is a practice that does not participate in any insurance plans at all in a part, uh, in a community where everybody else does, yep. uh, not at all. And they are absolutely, even in spite of the pandemic, just thriving. blowing, but yeah, they're thriving, mm-hmm. they're thriving. And, um, You know, great people. And this is also a practice that has no trouble at all finding team members even now, Now, even now. Um, And so what it's done, because I've worked with them off and on through the years, it's not only impacted the overall growth, that part, the part in the community. They also have a great looking income statement. Right. So it's amazing how when you really start with what's most important and what matters and you build that culture, how it comes back in all different parts of the practice. But as you were saying that, I was like, I know someone. I yeah, know someone do. that's done that. <laughs> and, uh, and they do. They have such a wonderful reputation in the community because they really do care about the community.
2: And, you know, along with that, I think there, no question, <clears throat> we're going through an interesting era of trying to find, you know, staff up and trying to find people. And it's, it's a challenging employment environment. <clears throat> and I think a big part of that, you know, they, you talk about the mass resignation, I think one of the big things driving that is we are all looking for meaning
0: mm-hmm.
2: in what we do. I mean, it's not just a job. You know, going through the pandemic, I think it caused all of us to rethink what we're doing, Absolutely. how we're doing it, why we're doing it, and to make a shift and say, what well, maybe I want to do something that's got more meaning. So I think having a strategy to do good mm-hmm. is part of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of what attracts good people to want to work in your practice is doing meaningful things that, that make a difference and, and do good. So that's um, <clears throat> it is. We are on the verge um, at the smiles for life foundation. We're on the verge of $50 million raised and donated. Um, Congratulations. An I mean, that amazing, is, that is huge. Amazing deal. And uh, all of that, um, if anybody's interested, smilesforlife.org is where all the, all the information is on the program. If you're interested, and uh, it is a nationwide effort to do good.
0: Oh, that
1: is fantastic. That's wonderful. And I appreciate you doing that. And and I have, I'm going to throw a slight curveball to you, but I know it's absolutely in your wheelhouse, right? So you'll be ready. When you were talking about, and it has changed a lot of things, the pandemic, like, I got a puppy. I'm just saying, I got a puppy and I probably would have had a baby, but I'm too old to have a baby. So I'm really grateful because I would have had another baby. I could do that. Absolutely. I moved and there were all sorts of of things that happened. Great things. And what I hear, um, and that's one reason why a lot of dentists are outsourcing now, outsourcing their dental billing, because number one, it was hard to find someone that had the technical competency to do it. And number two, um, now it's hard to find anyone, right? Let alone whether or not they have that competency. So let's say a practice has found themselves in a place where they're not the practice that's attracting people and they're overwhelmed, you know what I'm saying, and they feel like it doesn't, you know what I'm saying, they're they're sort of in that mode of it doesn't really seem to matter what I do, I can't win, people don't want to come to work here, and I know I need to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you may have already answered this earlier. Where? How do you begin to turn the tides Um for the team that's already with you, the mindset, the culture, when you're at that point, because I imagine a lot of doctors listening to this may be, mm-hmm. when you're at that point where you feel like, you know, does it really matter? Maybe I just keep my head down and keep doing what I'm doing and nothing's really going to change and I'm going to have a lot of turnover. Where did they start if they're at that level? Good question. Let
2: me tell you about a phone call I got <clears throat> recently just like that.
1: It was not me. Was not, it, was it was not Penny. Penny-free. It was not It was It was a ahead. dentist.
2: Uh, who I had known for a long time, so I had permission to talk to him the way I'm going to share with you. And he went down the list. Team's not motivated. Patients are horrible. He was going down his list of grievances and uh, why everybody else had a problem and the whole deal. And practice is horrible. And you know, sweet. I listened. He goes, well, what do I do? What do I do with all these people? What do I do with my team? You know, how to Come fix this. Right? <clears throat> and so... I let him get it all out, and then I said, okay, here's what you're going to do. So if you get done with work tonight, I want you to go home, and I want you to go into the bathroom and
0: shut the door, and you're going to take 10 minutes and look in the mirror. And what you'll see is the problem. I said, you... Are the problem
2: it's not your team it's not your patients It's not your practice it's not your town it's not all the things
0: you're the problem <clears throat>
2: and when you fix you then we'll talk about how we're going to fix everything else and he had gotten so negative mm-hmm. on everything mm-hmm. that everybody in his life had picked
0: up on his mm-hmm. team had. Yeah, mm-hmm. they
2: they did most teams mirror the leader Whatever the leader does, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, we, we all know, this is not sure. a newsflash. We need to be reminded of it every once in a while, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and so that's, you know, as the leader goes. One of my, one of my favorite quotes from Peter Drucker, mm-hmm. one of the great management minds of the last century, he said, if an organization is great, it's because the spirit <clears throat> of its top people is great. And if it rots... It rots from the top. Mm-hmm. That'd be true for any organization.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um,
2: and so he did, as what I suggested he, he do. And he went back, and, and the first thing he did was reexamine his purpose, why he was doing what he was doing. And i talked to the, the new dentist about this today. Mm-hmm. You, know, you think back to when mm-hmm. you're in dental school and just coming out and... All the excitement and the... You're going to take over the world. Mm -hmm. But why did you choose dentistry in the first place? Mm -hmm. And for most, it's because consciously or subconsciously, you chose a profession that helps and serves
0: people in a remarkable way.
2: And there's something inside of you that wanted to be of service to Mm -hmm. other people. And then it's all these other peripheral issues that then cloud that purpose and drag you down it's like oh all the employment issues and all the insurance filing mm-hmm. and all these other issues mm-hmm. get us off purpose and then we forget why we started doing this in the first place so first step I would say especially today is reconnect reconnect with your purpose why did you choose to do this in the first place mm-hmm. and where do you get your joy I mean I know this is supposed to be a business podcast and the whole deal but at the hey, end of the when day, you're an independent
1: <laughs> business owner, it's all related.
0: Yeah. Right? It's so where, all related. So
2: where do you get your joy? Where, where do you get your juice from in what you do every day? What piece of that? I'll give you an example. We've got a, a, a client we work with, and, and the greatest joy in that practice that he gets, he in this case gets, is he loves to do the new patient intake. It's a unique deal. He doesn't have his hygienist. He does it. Mm -hmm. He loves to connect with his patients the first time. So he's the one who does that. Mm -hmm. A lot of practice, they don't have to do it. But that's where he gets his joy. And and when he does that, everything else falls into place. Mm -hmm. He works on all the Mm -hmm. other But when he can connect with his patients, because that's what he loves to do, everything else is good. You take that piece of the equation out of his routine, it is drudgery. It's just... So where do you get your joy? What do you really love to do and why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, and connect there first. And then all the other things that have to be done, and I'm with you 100%. If there are things, and this is how I measure it, Penny, is when I'm, I know when I personally am doing something, mm-hmm. I should not be doing
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You feel it. We all know that because it, it's draining.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? We're, we're slugging through it. Because we got to do it. And there are things we have to do like that. I'm not saying you can't, you can't get away from yeah, it. Like,
1: you're not talking about the part just about being a grown-up. No, right. Right. you're you gotta, talking about gotta, beyond the we're a grown-up. Yeah. So sometimes we have to
2: do hard talking about wait, when you choose the things that, you know, as, as a dentist, you get to make a lot of choices of what you want to do. Right. So when you know when you're doing something you, you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. So one of my challenges that I always give dentists is I, I have them make a list. Of the things that only they can do in the practice. Mm-hmm. Only only they can do it. Mm-hmm. And it usually goes back to the legal things. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are the legal things only you can do? Well, you're the only one that can pick up the drill. Right. <laughs> you're the only one that can do specific things. So let's get those, because those are the things you have to do. Now, if you don't like to do those things, we need to have another conversation.
1: Right, right.
2: <clears throat> but then beyond that, everything else beyond that, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Now, even even the stuff that you have to you can always bring on. Sure, you may dentist. feel like it's not a
1: choice. But there's a pathway to it becoming a choice, right? It may may maybe some lag time in there. So, so
2: if if you don't like the insurance deal, call E Assist. Right. Yeah. Let us let us because I'm here
1: to tell you, at least to date, we have over 1,700 team members that absolutely love it. Yeah. Right.
2: And it's 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 a wonderful service. So. So um, that's you know if if there's one big takeaway, is reconnect. Mm-hmm reconnect especially after everything we've gone through and, and it's you know there is one thing that will never change and that's change that's true uh, we're living in an era <clears throat> I, I showed this uh this graph some uh some research that was done at a Stanford University and the uh Intermon- the uh, International Monetary Fund where they actually graphed uncertainty in the world really we're at an all-time
0: mm-hmm. oh well, I'm sure
2: just the level yeah, of uncertainty I'm sure and so when you're living in a level of a, a, a world of uncertainty, that means that individually we all have to be even more grounded mm-hmm. in what we're doing, why we're doing it, what our purpose is, so mm-hmm. that we can stay grounded when everything else is not. So, so that's true. my challenge.
1: So true. Well, wow. I, I tell you, you covered the gamut today. We did. Uh, we
2: talked about a lot of stuff.
1: We did. Can we did I, talk uh,
2: about a lot of things. Can I make a, one more suggestion? Absolutely. Uh, just in terms of, I'm a, I'm an action guy. So, you know, we always say you know, the only purpose of education is it's not knowledge, it's it's action. Mm-hmm. You got to do something or is do it. So mm-hmm. Let me give you two two suggested actions, two recommendations. One, figure out your strategy for doing good. Mm-hmm. Figure out how you can do good in your community. Do do good in your practice. Go to smilesforlife.org. You can check out <clears throat> some examples of what we do there mm-hmm. and there's opportunities there to get involved if that fits in your strategy. That's Number two is because of everything we've gone through the last two years. Uh, I think there there are a lot of people that would echo this refrain as well. There's a lot of things that aren't working. There's a lot of things that didn't work. And we put together a a free ebook called "When Goals Don't Work."
1: I love it when
2: goals when don't goals work. Don't work. Uh, so it's a free ebook download, and it has a strategy. For today's times, for, for right now, of what all of us need to do, some strategies we need, we need, need to employ when certain things aren't working the way mm-hmm. we planned mm-hmm. for them to work. Uh, so you can go to totalpatientservice.com. And if you go to the free resources section, uh, it's entitled When Goals Don't Work.
1: I love it. And it's got some How great awesome.
2: Strategies. How awesome. So How awesome. Thank
1: you are, for two, offering them. Two
2: freebies for putting up
1: with me. I love it. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. We could probably talk for days, I we think, could. so. I think we could. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of Thanks your Penny. busy Hinman schedule. What a great meeting. The pleasure to have you with us and I hope you guys will take Steve up on his offer and reach out for those resources. Thank you again Thanks, for your Penny. time and your message. The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our EAssist Consultant Network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.